Denali Commission. I don't know what the hell the, Dem- the Denali Commission is. Well, they didn't just make the truck out of whole cloth. The Demali- Denali <laughs> Denali Commission Act of 1998 established the Denali Commission to deliver services of the federal government in the most cost-effective manner by reducing administrative and overhead costs. <laughs> so they created an entire arm of the government to, to try to, to regulate the, the government cost. costs. Yes. <laughs> Stop it! Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Naked Apple. Here we are once again, <laughs> asking you to do all the supportive things that we always ask you to do, and don't do them just once. Do them multiple times because yes. it's helpful. Create ghost accounts if you have ghost to. Ac- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not advocating. My meme only got 99 likes. Where were you while it was getting likes? (laughs) I was making 99 fake accounts, bro. (laughs) My man. My man. (laughs) That means I didn't vote. (laughs) Wait. Hold on. (laughs) Give me a second. Ah, 100 likes. That moment when you realize you can report your own content to Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how Brian Stelter does it? I reported everything, (laughs) officer. (laughs) Handcuff me. (laughs) Brian Smollett. It was me. (laughs) (laughs) And my handbag. called Merce. <laughs> but that's being generous. He stole my European handbag. What? My handbag from Europe. Like a purse? Yes, a purse. Yes, I a carry purse. a purse. <laughs> Ten points to Ravenclaw bag. if you figure out what that one is. <laughs> He's supposed to be Griff- Gryffindor? No, because they'll get all the points they need at the end of the year anyway. <laughs> Yeah, one of them's going to do something absolutely batshit crazy and win again. <laughs> and to Neville, and 10 points to Neville Longbottom for being dumb. <laughs> because it takes a lot of courage to stand up and get your ass beat by your friends. A girl. <laughs> no less. <laughs> from a non-wizarding family. Congratulations. how it should have ended (laughs) that's that's funny all right Uh, with all that laughter out of the way we should probably do a little bit more (laughs) now that we've laughed a little we should laugh a lot yes because that's the that's the point best medicine aside from what we learned from the military that we'll get into um (laughs) Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Best medicine you can take short of arsenic. Get some more of our uh, vitamin B this week. Vitamin B! 
Welcome to your vitamin B. We have some news for you today. Starting with the gift that keeps on giving. Bill Clinton, brave sea voyage to plant flag on New Epstein Island. <laughs> what is here? It's just there without a T. <laughs> and I did I not am have not sexual relations here. on that island. <laughs> I am not here. <laughs> I knew you'd be back. I knew I'd be back. <laughs> Did he, uh, uh, did he run into uh, Mitt Romney with his binders full of women? He probably did. <laughs> there, we dogged on both of them. Take it. Uh, speaking of people wearing strange pajamas, my pillow holds <laughs> annual January 6th blowout sale. <laughs> Yoo-hoo, insurrection blowout. <laughs> <laughs> We have all the things. 60% off. 60% off. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> I need that. That needs yes. to happen. That needs to be a thing. We need just, somebody that does video editing that can take that little snippet and, and just put <laughs> Mike Lindell's face over... Over the guy's face and oh, do the over the guy's yeah. face from Frozen and Frozen and, and then the, yep. plop all that into the middle of a riot. Yes, <laughs> yes, with like like a little like a little stick figure lemonade stand. And he's got Molotov have, cocktails for yes. sale. And <laughs> <laughs> big insurrection blowout! <laughs> insurrection blowout! <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're making light of it, yeah? Because if you don't, then you just get angry. <laughs> Speaking of mythical creatures, the were we? Yeah, insurrections. Oh, fair. <laughs> As you were. As you were. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, the Lich Queen, was the instigator her- of a recent uh, refurbishing of the Capitol building. Her the dome eye- of the Capitol building was raised to accommodate Nancy Pelosi's eyebrows. I, ah, I was going to make an eyebrow joke. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> you know, I don't get on the internet very often, but when I do, eyebrows. Is that a direct quote from her? Yes. Ah. Her left brow twitched as she said it. Ah. <laughs> Seems to be the one in charge. Uh, CDC recommendation being fully vaccinated and also getting COVID for strongest immunity. I mean, you have to have the three boosters plus the previous infection in order to really round out that immune system for now, for now. Yeah. Speaking of the CDC... Until the quarterly quarterly reports come in and they realize they need a fourth booster. Right. (laughs) Speaking of the CDC, science has been accused of lying under oath. (laughs) (laughs) I resent that. (laughs) 
Uh, didn't he hold up a picture of himself from yes, Rand Paul's thing? Yes, he did, and it is a meme. <laughs> Essentially, it is a meme that needs to be dude. on our list of things <laughs> to send with. You incriminated else. yourself. Moron. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people doing retarded things, AOC <coughs> accuses COVID virus of just wanting to date her. I mean, it's lonely. It is. It Nobody is wants it. <laughs> uh, but apparently AOC does because she went to the most infected area in the world. New York. <laughs> Uh, legal experts ask Justice Sotomayor to recuse herself from case due to her being an idiot. <laughs> She's too dumb to be a judge. I'd like to recuse myself for being too dumb. In to related news, case. study finds Supreme Court has now shared more COVID misinformation than your crazy Facebook aunt. That is actually very true. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of your QAnon aunt, after seeing the latest jobs report, Nation regrets Buffalo Guy's failure to seize presidency. <laughs> Imagine how much different things would be <laughs> if Buffalo Man was in charge. Oh, and this has been Yo Vitamin B. Babylon B was like spot on the last week, was wasn't it? Fire this week. And there's other fire this week too. You know, it's I, all basically the last two days. I've been to Arches National Park. You've been in to Utah? Hell? I have been. You've been I've to been. hell? I've I've yeah. been to Arches National Park. The massive arches all over the place uh-huh. and the stone and stuff right there. St- Still not as tall as the arch of Nancy Pelosi's eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> a little a little tip, Nancy. I don't do eyebrows, but I'm pretty sure when you can see your eyebrow in your peripheral, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little tip. You know, for being drawn on, they are pretty prominent. When McDonald's changes their logo to match what you've done, you've gone too far. <laughs> Oh, that's great. St. <sighs> Louis. It's just too easy. When St. Louis is jealous of their archway to the west, <laughs> you've gone too far. <laughs> if somebody asks you if they can hook up a bungee cord to your eyebrow, you... <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw some kids swinging on those eyebrows. Swinging on his... uh, it's kind of the you might be a redneck joke platform it, right there. It almost is. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> We're on the cusp of greatness. <laughs> this close. This close. <laughs> Careful. You might trip and fall off of one of those eyebrows. <laughs> it's a long fall. It's a long ways down. <laughs> almost not fair making fun of her it's it's like playing t-ball just too easy yeah we'll just have to browse past it then um (laughs) 
<laughs> Hope she doesn't lash out as we go by. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> it's not a battle of wits, it's a battle of puns. <laughs> Put a lid on it. <laughs> it's a solid contact there. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Especially since it was both an eye joke and a Biden joke. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I guess uh, we'll, we'll move on to gaming to distract from the brows of the Lich Queen. Uh, gaming is something that Mike and I do enjoy. We do, indeed. And it's getting harder to enjoy it. Yes, at a historical <laughs> level, indeed. Because um, uh, Phil Spencer, who's president of Xbox, uh, CEO, CEO yeah, of I Xbox, I believe, something like that, um, head of Xbox for Microsoft, yes. What did Phil Spencer mean by Xbox is not a free speech platform? Um, I assume he meant exactly what he said. Um. Excuse me? <laughs> oh, sorry. Wrong, wrong, wrong button. Wrong, sorry. Button. That's, that's, we, we deleted it. That's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's it too insensitive. Um, yeah, in a New York Times podcast interview on M -M Monday, uh, Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox for Microsoft, posted another cross-platform posited another cross-platform cooperative effort in which getting banned on Xbox Live would lead to similar sanctions on PlayStation Network or other online gaming services. So... Well, pardon me, young man. Excuse the shit out of my goddamn French, but did you just threaten me? Yeah. Um, yes, he did. Yes, so, he did. So about that, um, I'm all for it to a degree on... If you're willing to go out of your way to do cheating, hacking, whatever mm -hmm. system to, I don't know why you would do that, uh, to cheat in a video game. If you're not good enough to play, just don't play. <laughs> or play single player like or I do. Or play single player. <laughs> <laughs> or single player on easy. It's easy. Or in That's the, why it's called easy. Or in the immortal <laughs> words of... Uh, <laughs> In the immortal advice from Dark Souls, get good. Get good. <laughs> get good, scrub. <laughs> yeah, so in, in that regards, I agree. But when you're leading with Xbox is not a free speech platform, followed by, oh, you get banned on all networks. Hold up. Like I said. <laughs> Did you just... Threaten me? Did you just threaten This me? is a hard one as an industry, but when somebody gets banned in one of our networks, is there a way for us to ban them across other networks? Or at least as a player for me to be able to bring my banned user list because I can always block people from my play. Okay, hold up. Right there. Stop. Full stop. Right there. Gut check. Stop. Because if you can always block people from your play or block people from your chat, then why the hell do you need to censor people? Well, because before I blocked them, I was hurt. So they need to... That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Pick your ass up off the ground, rub some dirt on it, put your big boy pants on, and grow the fuck up. <laughs> so to speak. <sighs> yes, that one. See, uh, he reiterated that Microsoft sees Xbox Live as not a free speech platform. but one built on interactive entertainment where controversy and confrontation-driven user engagement would be a death strategy for their business. Has he ever played multiplayer online? Has he ever played on the couch with his friends? Does he have friends? Let's, let's really dig into what the root question is here. <laughs> Judging from that reaction, probably not. He does not have friends. No, I have friends. I have everyone I work with. You don't have friends. <laughs> if the only friends you claim to have are the friends you have at work, you don't have friends. <laughs> Especially when you're the boss. <laughs> so, and, and if you've never walked out of the conversation feeling like somebody just whipped you with a cat of nine tails... You don't have any friends. <laughs> Best friends degrade you and you go back for more. <laughs> and that's that's not to say bullying and things like that, but but literally, that's every friend I have, I've had at multiple interactions with where we just shit talk at each other. Oh, we do that all the time. We do. <laughs> We do. I got called a bearded lady earlier tonight. It was glorious. It was glorious. <laughs> it's not my fault you ran off to the circus. <laughs> it's, it's not my fault you walk around town with a merce. <laughs> We're not there to allow any conversation to happen on our platform, Spencer said. It's very difficult to come to Xbox Live and say, okay, I want to go create a political party on the platform. One, that's a stupid idea. Yes. There's much better ways to do that, especially ones where you don't really have to pay a subscription to do so. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really set up for community around interactive entertainment and the games that run on our platform. <laughs> like the games that are made by companies that constantly screw their player base over. Uh, like the games made by companies that are currently getting investigated for sexual assault and other... <laughs> All right, if you're going to make it personal. <laughs> he wasn't making it personal, but now you are. Yeah, because that's, <laughs> that's not at all a direct attack at those that stream games while also doing political commentary. It's not at all an attack. So how is guys. the relationship between Xbox and Activision Blizzard right now? I, I don't know. Is it rough? I mean, I don't know that I would call it rough. Consensual? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'm not sure I'd call it consensual <laughs> either. <laughs> they pay us? <laughs> uh, that sounds a little more like it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's terrible. I've been paid for a lot of things in my life, but never that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Uh, He was was asked why Xbox couldn't send Activision a message such as, we don't want to do business with you unless you clean up. Spencer Hedge saying the company should base its decisions on partner engagement at a company level, as opposed to endorsing or objecting to Pacific officers within another company. It's obviously not our position to judge who the CEOs are, Spencer said. But it's obviously their position to judge their customer base based off of what they say online. Yeah, it's okay. I don't think my job is out there to punish other companies, Spencer said. Uh-huh. Hmm. But it's okay to continue to pay them millions of dollars. Now, the, the interview, they failed to follow up with at what point did he tongue-kiss Xi Jinping. Um, and whether or not he used knee pads during that meeting. <laughs> Because he was tiling the guy's floor, obviously. obviously. <laughs> Sickos. <laughs> get your mind out of the... What's wrong with you people? Get your wrong, mind out. Wrong, 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 wrong. The communist Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. The C in communism stands for consensual. <laughs> The F in it stands for food. (laughs) I didn't consent to this. We didn't ask. (laughs) I was told there would be food. There's no F in communism. We also told you you'd consent. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. That's that's fun. That's an F word. Today's F word is <laughs> fun. Fun, <laughs> fun you. <laughs> oh, fun. So, thank you. <sighs> that actually kind of fits. <laughs> so, do you remember when, uh, I don't know, way back, it must have been a month, a solid month ago when... Has it already been a month? Two months, maybe. When uh, parents were labeled as domestic terrorists because they dare question the school board? I'm sorry, but you've thrown off the emperor's groove. Sorry! <laughs> yes, I recall. Disney's most <laughs> underrated movie, right next to Atlantis. Such a good movie. Both of those. Such good movies. <laughs> no, such good movies. No rides or attractions for either of them at Disney. Uh, well, the emperor in this <clears throat> case, whose groove might have been thrown off, appears to be the education secretary who sent the letter comparing the parents to domestic terrorists. Say what now? Yeah, uh, the highly controversial National School Board Association letter sent to President Joe Biden that compared protesting parents to domestic terrorists and led the FBI to use counterterrorism tactics against parents was drafted at the direction of Biden's Education Secretary, Miguel Cardona. A newly obtained email indicates. Uh oh. Stop it. Get some help. Uh oh. Rutro Raggy. Yeah. Um. Uh, la, 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 la. What, what do I want to read here? 
all of it. Oh, I don't want to read all of it. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's basically all, all I wanted to glean from that was... Uh, in the exchange, uh, Sweat, who served as the association's secretary-treasurer, responded to concerns from Maldonado about the letter by recounting that interim CEO Chip Slavin had, quote, told the board officers he was writing a letter to provide information to the White House from a request by Secretary Cardona. Oh, so the federal secretation, secretation educary. Secretation <laughs> educary. <laughs> You can tell I got a public education. <laughs> Secretary of Education? What <laughs> you meant to say? I said what I meant, and I meant what I said. Sec- Secretation Education? A communist deserves one helicopter flight, and that's all they get. <laughs> flight, not landing. Just the flight. Oh, oh they get a landing. Oh. Landing is included. Unspe- the helicopter un- landing? It's an or? unspecified landing. It's an, it's an unspecified landing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. I missed. Oh, darn. Ding. I missed. <laughs> the email communication was unearthed by the activist group's Parents Defending Education through a Freedom of Information Act request. How, how do they know what to request in these FOIA things? You can't handle the truth. Apparently not, because I want to get a FOIA thing, but I don't even know where to begin to ask of. Yeah, can I see some documents? Which ones? All of them. Ones that you're not showing us. (laughs) (laughs) You just gestured towards everything. Yes, all of it. (laughs) You have to specifically state what you want. That's the thing. I don't specifically know what you're hiding. <laughs> In the, the government's tips for making a request, you have to do your research before your request, identify the right agency, and then ask. So you have to do research on the thing that you need to do your research. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. That's not shady at all. <laughs> Uh, Parents Defending Education previously reported that the NSBA had coordinated with the White House and Department of Justice for weeks prior to the sending of the letter, notifying state directors that, quote, a letter requesting federal assistance would be sent, and, quote, the association even allegedly altered the letter's text at the White House's request. Good crap. Um, if it's true that Cordona originally requested a letter, it would mean that the Biden administration was involved in the formulation of a policy to track and monitor parents as domestic terrorists from start to finish. That's bordering on treason. It seems that the administration only wanted to cover of an urgent request for assistance from the NSBA to bolster its predetermined plans to go after parents protesting COVID-19 policies and critical race theory teaching. Should this allegation be true, it would reveal that this administration's protectual war on parents came from the highest levels. Nicole Neely, president of Parents Defending Education, told Fox News. Attorney General Merrick Garland unequivocally <clears throat> stated that he based his memo on the NSBA's letter, which in turn mobilized the FBI and U.S. attorneys. She added, if Secretary Cardona was truly involved in this ugly episode, it is a significant breach of public trust and he should be held accountable. Yep. Which means he won't. So I just sent links for FOIA. So uh, I sent two links. One of them is for the FOIA government search bar. 
So there is a search bar on the FOIA.gov right. that allows you to search all government agencies for um, requests that have already been done. Requests that have already been done, as well as uh, other publicly available information on whatever you're looking for. Yes. If you cannot find what you're looking for in the government search, you can request it through the other link that I shared. And if you find something fun, let the world know. Or us. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> I've thought about doing that multiple times. It also has a index of government agencies, which is disgustingly long. What is it, like 10? Uh, it is organized A to Z, uh-huh. and you have to pick a letter... To see, so under A, there's the Administrative Conference of the United States, Advisory Council on Historic Preservation, American Battle Monuments Commission, Uh, Appraisal Subcommittee, and Armed Forces Retirement Home. So they conveniently created a list of everything that needs to be defunded. Yes. More or less. Yeah, more or less. Nice. Uh, If you look under D, everything that starts with Department of is listed under that one. (laughs) And then some. (laughs) A couple. There's a couple extras. Yeah. Like Defense Nuclear Facility Safety Board and Denali Commission. I don't know what the hell the, Dem- the Denali Commission is. Well, they didn't just make the truck out of whole cloth. The Demali- Denali-, <laughs> Denali Commission Act of 1998 established the Denali Commission to deliver services of the federal government in the most cost-effective manner by reducing administrative and overhead costs. <laughs> so they created an entire arm of the government. To try to to regulate the government costs, yes. (laughs) As part of the act, the commission's mission of providing job training and other economic development services in rural communities was established with a specific focus on promoting rural development and providing power generation, transition facilities, modern communication systems, water and sewer systems, and other infrastructure needs in rural Alaska... (laughs) That is the realization of the quote, the bureaucracy is expanding to meet the expanding needs of the bureaucracy. Yes, it is. That is, that department alone fulfills that entire quote. (laughs) Gosh. Yeah, wow, there are so many government agencies. The Harry S. Truman Scholarship Foundation is one of the government agencies that you can request FOIA from. Just in case you were wondering. Because... You need to see who receives scholarships. Mm-hmm. Okay. From the Harry Truman Trust. That makes sense. Wow. There's a lot. There's a lot of... Ooh, of what's the agencies. Z? Is there... I want to... How many Zs are there? Um, Zoological something or other society? Zoological society. Uh, let's see. It is... Loading. I actually don't think there's a Z. I think the lowest it goes is U. Yeah. Uh, the United States, U.S. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. That's not fun. United States African Development Foundation. Because we need that. The United States Postal Service. You can request FOIA from the USPS. Well, considering as how they are a uh, intelligence agency I- now. Now I want to make a FOIA request of the USPS about where the hell my package is. <laughs> uh, we lost your request. <laughs> so we lost your request. 
Freedom of information. <laughs> How do you lose a FOIA request? It's the That's too damn bad. Ah, it's it's the post office. It's the poison. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> that would cover it. That would cover it. Clever girl. Clever girl. <laughs> All right. That's funny. Moving on from Washington to California. California is doing its darndest. Californication. To, to double the number of residents that have moved out in the last couple of years. Oh, sorry. To double its taxes. Uh, my, my apologies. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know what I was thinking saying that. <gasps> Jared Walslack of the Tax Foundation wrote a blog post yesterday. Uh, with news that doesn't seem possible, California, an already high-tax state, wants to double its tax revenue. Yeah, they want to double their income tax. No matter how he breaks it down, the proposed constitutional amendment, the numbers are astounding. It would increase the top marginal income tax rate from 1805%, 18.05%. Two. 18.05%. 18%. State income tax on top of federal income tax and all the other stupid taxes you pay. Yeah. Estimated average of $12,250 per household increase in taxes. All told, the new tax package is intended to raise an additional $163 billion per year. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wonder how much money they're going to lose if they actually do this. Oh, I hope all of it. But then they'll... Because, I, I mean, if I was in California and I heard about this, there is no way in... There's not a snowball's chance in hell I would stay there. <laughs> there's not a hell's chance in hell that I would stay there. There's not a hell's <laughs> chance in hell. I, mean, I would think that the hell's chance in hell is actually a lot higher than a snowball's California chance California is the only state that if it was in charge of hell, the devil would move. <laughs> If I had a lot in hell and a lot in California, I would sell the lot in California and move to hell. <laughs> they at least have beachfront property they in hell. They at least have beachfront property in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. That's 7.05 percentage points higher than Hawaii, the next highest state. And 12.75 percentage points higher than the national median. <laughs> so the national median is just over 5% then, right? If I'm doing quick math there correctly. Uh, 6%. 6%. 5%. Should be, just over 5. Should be just over 5, yeah. And already they're sitting at It's 9. 53 and already they're sitting at 9%. Mm-hmm. 9.025. Yes. Huh. <laughs> Idiots. It's not it's, just income taxes, though. The state wants to implement a payroll tax as well. Oh, wait. <laughs> With the top rate applying to taxpayers making only $49,990 in annual income. Well, pardon me, young man. Excuse the shit out of my goddamn French, but 
you just threaten me? 49. I don't think you can work at McDonald's for less than 50,000 in California. I I don't think you can either. <laughs> so everyone. <laughs> I don't I don't think you can afford a cardboard box in California <laughs> for less for than, than $50,000 a year. The homeless make more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have to to afford the drugs they take. Uh, so the way the payroll tax proposal is written, for instance, the payroll tax exempts employers with fewer than 50 resident employees. Payroll tax exempts employers with fewer than 50 resident employees. So if you're employing fewer than 50 California residents, you're exempt from the payroll tax. Right? Uh, sounds right. So it sounds like or no, the it, it payroll ex- tax is applying to businesses? Punishing small businesses for expanding and creating a meaningful tax cliff. Imagine, for instance, the overly simplified hypothetical of a company with 49 employees making 80000 each. At 49 employees, the company has no payroll tax burden. Okay. Hiring one additional employee generates a tax bill of $90,000, more than that employee's salary. I know progressives and progressivism just destroy their brains. But (laughs) they also want to add a 2.3% gross receipts tax. They're based on business revenue, not profits. Even if businesses lose money, they will pay the gross receipts tax because they still made, made revenue, revenue, even though costs exceeded that revenue. Hey, Jeez. we shut you down for longer than any other state. I see that you're not making any money, but you had money cash flow through your business, so you owe me for all of that money that you didn't make. King John, the phony <laughs> king of England. <laughs> you bought something for $500. Sold it for $450, and you owe me 2.3% on that. So you're going to owe me $21.50 on that transaction. If this, yeah. So, and, so you and, essentially and, just lost $75 on your. Five hundred dollar. Well, these businesses, dude. These businesses can't afford it. No, you moron. You're going to have a two point three percent increase in your purchases. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are, because you're paying sales tax already, and you're not selling stuff to the business, are you? You're buying it. Oh, dude. (laughs) It's not a purchase tax. It's a sales tax. You are paying the businesses taxes, and then. On top of that, add 2.3% for a gross receipts tax. That's going to be on your receipt. That you're paying 2.3% receipt tax on top of your sales tax at the grocery store because they have to use that money to pay their taxes. (laughs) Yeah. So if this is adopted, uh, California will essentially have 18 tax brackets and individuals making less than $50,000 per year Individuals making less than $50,000 per year would wind up paying double-digit 
marginal tax rates. That's a fancy way of saying 20% plus taxes. Uh, yeah. So why, why do they need this? You ask? Well, it's so that they can fund CalCare, which is their single payer health care. Oh, so they can have free health care. So they can have communism. Yes, (laughs) that is exactly what they're doing. Uh, you know, if you want European level government benefits, you have to pay European level taxes. That's not wrong. It's not wrong. However, the article says calling these taxes European level is actually doing a disservice to Europe. (laughs) Don't insult Europe. (laughs) Referring to this as a dumpster fire is an insult to dumpster fires. The top marginal federal income tax rate is 37%. That means that the combined state federal top marginal income tax rate in California which is the actual burden that taxpayers would have to pay, is 55.05%. You're giving more than half. For every dollar you make, you give 55 You give 55 cents cents to the government. To the government. Hey, thanks for working. That's a higher top marginal rate than Belgium, France, Germany, Greece, Italy, Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, Spain, Sweden, or the UK. The only European countries with top marginal rates higher than 55.05% are Finland at 56.95 and Denmark at 55.9. Barely bigger. (laughs) Barely. Uh, And those countries are supported by U.S. trade. Oh, heavily. Heavily supported and, by U.S. trade. And U.S. defense. Yes, exactly. It's kind of easy to spend money on all kinds of things when you don't have to pay money into your own defense. Yeah, when you don't have to protect yourself, you can use a lot of that money you would spend protecting yourself on frivolous things like free health care for everyone. Uh, let's see. If this amendment passes, California Democrats shouldn't be surprised when people move to Arizona or Nevada or Utah or Texas or Florida. (laughs) Just to name a few. California already lost 0.8% of its population in 2021. This proposed constitutional amendment could hardly be better designed to make sure that population decline continues. Yeah. Good luck with that. That state's going to just turn to trash. No, the problem... With this, though, is this kind of shit is like cancer. Oh, yeah. It starts in one spot, and it just kind of spreads. All the little cells of people that flee elsewhere because, oh, hey, I don't have to pay 55% here in Utah. Hey, why don't you guys have all these programs? You should have them. Um, No. Remember how you came here because you didn't like it over there? Because you didn't like to pay 55% of your income? The reason why it's so great here is because we don't have that here. Okay? Keep that in mind. Uh, you went full retard, man. I know where we need to build the next wall. <laughs> yeah, I saw a map the other day that was the United States and Canada. And Canada had taken over like New York and a couple of states on that side. And then California, Oregon, Washington on the other side. And okay. I was like, Deal. <laughs> I see this as perfect. an absolute win. I see this as a total win. We'll maintain trade with Canada. <laughs> At least their tax rate isn't that ridiculous. <laughs> right. Yeah, but then we wouldn't be able to trade off the West Coast. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we will. You, you, 
You're assuming Canada could stop us from doing whatever we wanted. <laughs> Awful bold of you to assume. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't really be hard for them to adopt to Canadian rules because they basically don't allow firearms in those three states. So, right. <laughs> the resistance would be a nil. <laughs> <laughs> In Arizona, an up-and-coming governor hopeful used to be, uh, um, I think we talked about her before. Uh, She was a news anchor um, that called out her own news network for censoring stuff. Something like that. Um, Carrie Lake has pledged to defy Biden with new interstate border patrol and solve border crisis herself. She actually is worth looking into because uh, she's also um, following in Texas's footsteps of building a border wall for Arizona. So then Texas will have a border wall and Arizona will have a wall that leaves New Mexico and California to decide, do we want a wall or do we want the crowd? <laughs> we should just continue the wall right along the California border and North. It, you know, went it from used Arizona. to belong to Mexico. Just give it back. Uh, U.S. should have kept going when they got to the halls of Montezuma. Uh, <laughs> had our chance and we missed it. Just like we missed the chance to get rid of the Ruskies back in uh, after World War Two. But you lose all of the GDP from California. It's offset by how much California costs us. Yeah. Re- <laughs> remember how we keep bailing them out? It's- it's it, at this point we're not making any money off of owning California. Yeah, Carrie Lake's plan for securing the southern border may very well shatter federal attempts to relax border enforcement. A former Arizona news anchor, but I already said stuff about that. In June, Lake announced a run for governor of Arizona, telling Western Journal at the time that I am running for governor of Arizona because I care too deeply about the state. The wonderful people who live here to sit on the sidelines and watch us adopt the same policies that left California in shambles. This is a perfect follow-up from the last story. On Tuesday, she revealed, last Tuesday, she revealed her plan for securing the border. Create a new interstate border patrol that circumvents federal regulations. Interstate. So yes. The, the, you know, between the states. Yeah. Yeah. The new border security force would be run by an interstate commission comprised of representatives from participating states that would oversee security operations along the U.S.-Mexico border. <clears throat> Within the confines of this compact, member states will authorize the creation of a dedicated border security force consistent with state law enforcement functions to engage in joint border security operations, like said in a news release. Run by the sheriffs. Yep. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So... Uh, Here's all she wants to do. The Interstate Border Commission is far from the only proposal they unveiled on Tuesday. The former news anchor also promised to adopt the following policies. There's one of these, if I remember right, I don't support, but yeah. Finish former President Donald Trump's border wall on the Arizona-Mexico border. Okay. Restore the Arizona Rangers as a special state-funded law enforcement force. The Rangers' current status is that of a volunteer force. So basically, like, Texas has Texas Rangers. They want Arizona Rangers. Arizona Rangers. Increase National Guard presence at the border. All right. Deputize Arizonans, especially retired law enforcement and veterans, to assist in border enforcement. Okay. Modify Arizona law to 
I think this is one I don't like. Modify Arizona law to allow law enforcement to seize the property of suspected or known criminals affiliated with the cartels and human trafficking. That's so long as you warrant that stuff. Yes. Warrant. Warrant or nothing. If you civil asset that stuff, get that, out. That is a violation get, of rights. Get out. Empower law enforcement to arrest illegal immigrants, smugglers, and traffickers under an under an existing state trespassing law. She's not writing new law with this. She's just, okay, we're going to enforce the laws we already have. Create a special border court with the state superior court um, so that, I'm guessing, so they don't burden the superior court with all the border stuff. Yeah, so it, it would essentially be creating a lesser court where that would handle only border, border uh, dispute. Law disputes. Right. Mm-hmm. Grant the state and National Guards the power to actively return illegal immigrants back across the border. We return them. Create a criminal illegal alien database that keeps track of all charges, conventions, and crimes committed by illegal immigrants. Okay. Um, and then she also wants to work with tribal It's just leaders. that simple. Take down their name, age, sex, and fingerprints. And a photo. And a photo. And especially if they got tattoos or whatever... Document the mm-hmm. tattoos like they do for the prison system. Yeah. And then if they keep coming back and coming back and coming back, you realize that they're going to do it again and you do something else. What would something else be? I don't know. <laughs> Just clearly what we've been doing isn't working. The definition of insanity. <laughs> doing the same thing over and over and over and communism and communism and communism when it just doesn't work. Uh, It just wasn't done right. So if we do it again, but right. It just wasn't done right because it was done. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah, the... That's... That's what the done stands for. Expecting different results. That's what the done stands for in communism. There is no done in communism. Exactly. It just keeps going and going and going, and you keep doing it when it should be done. Speaking of communist lovers, Fauci is probably the evilest man in modern history. Probably. In fact, I'm willing to lean on that. Some uh, documents about gain-of-function contradict Fauci's testimony under oath. No. Uh, This Project Veritas uh, unearthed some documents um, from the military, the Department of Defense, and so far the Department of Defense isn't denying that those are fake, isn't denying that they're real, or whatever the statement should be that I said. (laughs) And uh, Fauci was taken to task in Congress right away, and Rand Paul laid into him pretty hard, and so did just about every other Republican in that meeting, just slapped him silly. And he defended himself by holding up a picture of himself on Rand Paul's website saying, fire Fauci, and pointing to it, therefore creating the ultimate picture for Rand Paul to put on his page. (laughs) See, even he wants to be fired. He's pointing to it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in this uh, 
Uh, Project Veritas has obtained startling, never-before-seen documents regarding the origins of COVID-19, gain-of-function research, vaccines, potential treatments, which have been suppressed, and the government's efforts to conceal all of this. Um, yeah, they, they have a whole video, and they have the documents for you to read. And one bit that I want to re go through, um, Red State does a good summary of some of these things. And much of it is what Mike and I, and I don't pick a conservative-leaning thing, has conservative-leading talk show, podcast, whatever, has been saying just about the whole time. It's been a lie from the beginning. <sighs> so what? this... What? Yeah. You actually were telling the truth. I do that quite a lot. Your people are always surprised. <laughs> Wait, so you were right when you said that it came from a lab? Uh, yeah, you just kind of like follow the paper trail. Yeah, but that wasn't true. Except for it is now, apparently. So That wasn't true, except for the part where it was. <laughs> except for the part where it was, it wasn't. <laughs> Uh, the author of uh, this particular section was uh, uh, Marine Corps Major Joseph Murphy, then Commandant Marine Corps Fellow at DARPA. So he's not like some offshoot little guy trying to become a hero. He was in DARPA, where authorization of military-related research goes through. And he was the Marine Corps representative there. So he's not a little guy. And uh, he said that he never gave this information to Project Veritas, and Project Veritas said that he is not our source. <laughs> so they've co collaborated with you. They've uh, confirmed each other to a degree. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so in, uh, in the memo, uh, SARS-CoV-2 is an American-created uh, recombinant VAT Bat vaccine, or its precursor virus. It was created by an EcoHealth Alliance program at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, as suggested by the reporting surrounding the lab leak hypothesis. This was back in uh, 13, August 13th in 2021 with this memo. <coughs> um, details of this program have been concealed since the pandemic began. These details can be found in the EcoHealth Alliance proposal response to the DARPA preempt program board agency announcement file number dated March 2018, a document not yet publicly disclosed. So I'm guessing there's going to be a FOIA request for, <laughs> for that coming out soon. <laughs> if not, we should make one. Uh, yes. Um, the contents of the proposed program are extremely detailed. Peter Daszak lays out step-by-step step what the organization tends to do by phase and by location, the primary scientists involved, their roles, the funding, blah, 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 mRNA vaccine. Oh, <laughs> the reason why... Non-pharmaceutical interventions like mass and medical countermeasures like mRNA vaccines do not work well can be extra extrapolated from the details. The reasons why the early treatment protocols work as curatives are apparent. What? <coughs> SARS-CoV-2 form as it emerged is likely a, as a precursor deliberately virulent humanized recombatant SARS-CoV-2 that was to be reverse engineered into a live attenuated SARS-CoV-2 vaccine. 
Its nature can be determined from analysis of its genome with the context provided by EcoHealth Alliance proposal. Joining this analysis with U.S. intelligence collections on Wuhan will aid this determination. Uh, yeah, they, they modified stuff. Uh, gained It gained in function. So it is one way to put it. DARPA rejected the proposal because the work was too close to violating gain-of-function moratorium. Despite what Peter Daszak says in the proposal, um, that... The work would not. Also, or as is known, Dr. Fauci with NIAID did not reject the proposal. Oh, he knew. The work took place at the WIV and at several sites in the U.S. identified in detail in the proposal. Drastic independently, uh, drastic independently assesses that the tone of the proposal. See, for instance, the our cave complex and the deep suggested involvement of some of the Wuhan parties uh, la, 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 may not have helped either, especially in the absence of any Dirk risk mitigation program. <clears throat> uh, SARS-CoV-2, hereafter referred to as SARS-CoV-WIV, Wuhan, is a synthetic spike protein chimera engineered to attach to human ACE2 receptor. Oh, wait, those mice that had... Humanized huh. lungs. Huh. Uh. Huh. In, was this the summer of 2019? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And inserted into a recombated, recombinant bat SARS-R cove backbone, it is likely a live vaccine not yet engineered to a more attenuated state that the program sought to create with its final version. It leaked and spread rapidly because it was aerosolized so that it could effect, efficiently infect bats in caves but it was not ready to infect bats yet, which is why it does not appear to infect bats. The reason the disease is so confusing is because it is less a virus <coughs> than it is engineered spike proteins hitching, hitchhiking a ride on a SARS-R-CoV quasi-species swarm. The closer it is to the final live attenuated vaccine, the more likely that it is that it has been de-attenuating since initial escape in August 2019. But it didn't start until February, March in the United States, except for the Red Cross said they had COVID-positive blood samples from September of 2019. It leaked in August. September. Oh, that's the month after. Huh. I'm sure there weren't many flights going out of Wuhan into the U.S. at that point either. Yeah, right. <coughs> or the rest of the world. The gene-encoded or mRNA vaccines work poorly because they are synthetic replications of the already synthetic SARS-R-CoV WIV synthetic spike proteins and possess no other epitopes. The mRNA instructs the cells to produce synthetic copies of the SARS-R-CoV, the Wuhan SARS, (laughs) their (laughs) synthetic spike protein, directly into the bloodstream wherein they spread and produce the same ACE2 immune storm that the recombinant vaccine does. Recombinant vaccine. Recombinant. That's what I meant. Many doctors in the country have identified that the symptoms of vaccine reactions mirror the symptoms of the disease, which corroborates with the similar synthetic nature and function of the respective spike proteins. So you're telling Uh. me that the original virus was a vaccine? And we're using a vaccine to, to fight, fight a vaccine. vaccine. And doctors, and I believe even the CDC and Pfizer pointed out that we're having 
the vaccine stays in the arm to fight off COVID. But the problems they're seeing is that the vaccine isn't staying in the arm and it's entering the bloodstream, which is what COVID does. Which means, uh, oh, here, the vaccine recipient has no defense against the bloodstream entry. Oh, but their nose pro- protects them from the re- recombinant? Yes, it's spike <laughs> spike protein uh, quasi-species during natural infection, better termed as aerosol inoculation. Huh. <sighs> now, you might want to sit down for this next part. Ivermectin identified as a curative in April 2020. Wait, what? Ivermectin identified as a curative in April 2020. April? Ivermectin identified as a curative in April of 2020. I I don't remember that being identified as a curative in April. I remember it being identified as uh, deadly and horse paste. Oh, I mean... The first one that we heard about was hydroxychloroquine, right? Because everybody was drinking the fish cleaner. That's true. I, Ivermectin was one of the more recent ones that they started talking about. Right. Uh, works throughout all phases of illness. What? All phases of illness. Ivermectin works because it both inhibits viral replication and modulates the immune response. If I'm not even done with this part here but if any of what we've said what i've said on here uh if we said any of it at all yesterday banned everywhere pulled off of Mm -hmm. everywhere oh we're already shadow banned as a general rule right but we'd receive hard strikes and blah 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 and we don't use youtube anymore because (laughs) because we can't post anything there because they're bullshit yeah because they pull down videos of that protest joe biden (laughs) among other things Oh, my bad. Um, of note, chloroquine phosphate, which is... Hydroxychloroquine. Which is the uh, generic of hydroxychloroquine. That's the break... Hydroxychloroquine is the brand name. Identified April 2020 as a curative. Huh. Chlor- hydroxychloroquine, identified April 2020 as curative, is identified in the proposal as a SARS-RCoV inhibitor as is interferon, identified May 2020 as a curative. Uh, interferon is one that I'm actually not familiar with. No, but it's about to get banned. <laughs> and I this, don't think I've actually heard anything on interferon being No, I haven't either. But like I said, it's about to get May banned. But May 2020? May 2020. Shit. So we had a cure... In April with ivermectin. We had another cure in April with hydroxychloroquine. We had a third cure in May with, with interferon. interferon. Every single doctor that pointed this stuff out. Banned. Banned, license removed, can't practice anymore. The deaths are going up. There's nothing we can do. Stay home, take an aspirin until you can't breathe, then come into the hospital. We'll put you on a ventilator and you'll die. Was essentially the protocol So, this is either, like, like COVID in general is either, like, the biggest 
lie that that anybody's ever seen, like because there's so many untruths about it and different things like that, it's either that or it is one of the greatest atrocities committed by a government against people in American history. For America, I mean. Yeah. There's, there's really no other middle ground for this. So he released this memo in <clears throat> August 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, his fellowship at DARPA ended August 2021. Oh. Hmm. But, you know, that's mere coincidence, I'm sure. Um, the EcoHealth Alliance response to the preempt BAA is placed along with other proposal documents in the preempt folder on the DARPA Biological Technologies Office um, under top secret share drive. He tells you where to find the files. <laughs> it's, it's all right here. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A technological challenge as difficult as inoculating bats in China would be tried at DARPA first. The massive Manhattan Project level of information suppression executed by the government and the Trusted News Initiative indicates that it would be covered up if something bad happened. The lab leak hypothesis and squabbling between Senator Paul and Dr. Fauci indicated that the cover-up was more localized. Further, an actual cover-up would be more disciplined with its paperwork. So I presumed that the unclassified files would be concealed on a higher network and found them where I expected and found them where I expected them to be. I understood what they were and their content, pushed the files off-site, and compiled this report. So, yeah, they're covering it up. Here it is. <laughs> Trusted <coughs> News Initiative. What? Jeez. Do you know what that is? Um, it's something good, I'm sure. It was a... Uh, uh, BBC and it British Broadcasting News Initiative partnership that includes an uh, organization such as Facebook, Twitter, Reuters, Washington Post, designed to take on disinformation in real time. It is a a propag- It's an international propaganda network. That's what it is. Jeez. It is, it is literally an international propaganda network. There's no such thing as secret combinations these days. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the ever love? What the hell? Yeah. That is a rabbit hole right there. <laughs> so, Holy shit. Remember, Donald Trump is at fault for killing however many hundred thousand Americans with COVID because he refused to do anything. Who's at fault when he wasn't given information on actual stuff that's going on behind the scenes? Is it still Donald Trump's fault or is it, I don't know, Fauci and others who we have on record now um, scheming with each other to shut down anyone that pushes this kind of stuff out. What the shit? With all those fringe doctors from Harvard, Yale, and other so, places. So, this is fun. 
The Trusted News Initiative was uh, begun by the BBC, initiated in 2019 to prevent disinformation about elections. <laughs> oh, so they were not at all involved with that Time Magazine article of the... No, this is the shadowy cabal. <laughs> yeah. The Trusted News Initiative is the shadowy cabal the shadow that they the refer shadow. to. It's the shadow behind the shadow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So, um, find a place where you can get some ivermectin, I guess. <clears throat> Holy cow. Hey, it's all right, though, because California and Massachusetts have uh, <clears throat> called in uh, doctors to help um, doctors that were off sick because they have COVID. They're telling them they need to come in and work even though they have COVID because they don't have the staff to help everyone. Huh. Why don't you have enough staff? <laughs> you can't have the unvaccinated, not COVID doctors and nurses there. Nope, can't have them. Huh. But you can have the vaccinated with COVID doctors and nurses there because that's science or something. <laughs> Emphasis on something. <laughs> okay, I'm sharing this article with you. This is from the Liberty Bank Beacon. This talks about that um, trusted news initiative. A pleasant reading, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So... BBC Director General Tony Hall announced in July 2019, before the pandemic, last month I convened behind closed doors a trusted news summit at the BBC, which brought together global tech platforms and publishers. The goal was to arrive at a practical set of actions we can take together right now to tackle the rise of misinformation and bias. I'm determined that we use that BBC unique reach and trusted voice to lead the way, to create a global alliance of integrity and news. We're ready to do even more to help promote freedom and democracy worldwide. <sighs> the lie detector test determined that that was, in fact, a lie. And, uh... Liar! Yeah. And it also determined that ourselves and a lot of other people... I told the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So here's another, this one actually raised my, my opinion of the, uh, the, the world at large, mostly America. On June 24th, 2021, a report from the Oxford-based Reuters Institute revealed that trust in the U.S. media, ranking last among 46 countries, had descended to an all-time low of 29%. Boo-hoo for them. There is hope. So after <laughs> this initiative took place, Americans immediately began to distrust our media. <laughs> Weird how that happens. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's as if we have an innate it's, ability to see through Bolshevik. Yeah. And, and Canada's trust in media was at 45% in June. <laughs> and they're basically state-sponsored media. <laughs> they are state-sponsored media. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so... The free media of the U.S. is ranked lower than the state propaganda of Canucks. <laughs> Good job, guys. You did it. You're number one. 
<laughs> You're the best loser. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> Jeez. So, all this stuff, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. And this uh, report thing actually came out after uh, this slice of history thing we're about to do. Uh, <clears throat> I typed up a thing and then this report dropped in my inbox like, oh, oh, okay. That fits. <laughs> um, it does. <clears throat> all of this leads to kind of the theme that we've been kind of going with the last year-ish with uh, <laughs> you got to stand your ground and you got to make sure you're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So with... What? What parts of this do you want me to uh, to do here? Are we splitting this up, or I don't know. I, I'll probably go until my voice gives out, <laughs> unless you unless you feel like quipping in. <clears throat> okay. Um, but yeah, we got a got a little good slice of history here for you, and uh, hope you enjoy it. Go ahead and roll that beautiful bean footage. Oh, do we want to? break and do this as a separate thing or just do the just do the thing then i can cut it and right. do whatever all right slice of history here Liberty's revival. Throughout history, those who have corrected the errors of societies, governments, and empires have been honest seekers of truth. Often it is those with religious background who recognize an answer to a power higher than that found on earth. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., Gandhi, Martin Luther, Thomas Jefferson, Walt Disney, Frederick Douglass, and many others can be found in this group of unique leaders of our world. Unique leaders who are willing to sacrifice everything, who are willing to take a stand, who would utilize their platform and talents not to yield to the status quo, but to challenge it, to question its power, its authority, to stare wrong in the eyes and command it to yield with such phrases as I am a man and all men are created equal, with actions like nailing grievances to the door of a castle church and starving yourself to get your followers to do the right thing the right way. These leaders are the embodiment of what Mark Twain was talking about when he wrote, Who are the thousand? That is to say, who are the country? In a monarchy, the king and his family are the country. In a republic, it is the common voice of the people. Each of you, for himself, by himself, and on his own responsibility, must speak. And it is a solemn and weighty responsibility, and not lightly to be flung aside at the bullying of pulpit, press, government, or the empty catchphrases of politicians. Each must, for himself alone, decide what is right and what is wrong, and which course is patriotic and which isn't. You cannot shirk this and be a man. To decide it against your convictions is to be an unqualified and inexcusable traitor, both to yourself and to your country. Let men label you as they may. If you alone of all the nations shall decide one way, and that be the right way according to your convictions of the right, you have done your duty by yourself and by your country. Hold up your head. You have nothing to be ashamed of. I'll just go ahead and do that next part. <clears throat> J. Michael's 
Straczynski. Of course, you would give me the one that <laughs> has, has the name that I can't pronounce. Straczynski. <clears throat> Straczynski. Adds to this sentiment nearly perfectly with words from Captain America to Spider-Man. Doesn't matter what the press says. Doesn't matter what the politicians or the mobs say. Doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something wrong is something right. This nation was founded on one principle above all else, the requirement that we stand up for what we believe, no matter the odds or the consequences. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the whole world, no, you move. As we truly study the lives of these heroes, these revivalists in our history, we see not only their grand accomplishments, but their failures that got them to the pedestals we reverence them on. That is what separates the heroes from the villains, the great from the mundane. What it is they do to learn, recover, and redeem themselves from their own darkness. The personal battles they lost, yet learned from, to win their personal wars so that their legacy can live on to inspire countless others to when the time comes plant themselves in truth and command that the world's wrongs yield to them. Churchill pointed out a lesson to be learned <clears throat> after nearly a year of hardship under German air raids in 1941. Never give in, never give in, never, 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 in nothing great or small, large or petty. Never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. Never yield to force, never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. Never give in. Yes. Never. Surrender. Got to talk like you got a cigar in your mouth. That's right. <laughs> Britain went on to not only survive the raids, but to stand firm against them long enough for her allies to come to the rescue and push back. <clears throat> Courage is contagious. It can spread like a wildfire, and under proper, rooted leadership can slice through the falsehoods and wrongs that confront us on every front. All right. <clears throat> All of these examples bring us to April 19th, 1775 in Massachusetts. Paul Revere, William Dawes, and Samuel Prescott had just rode through these towns after being sent by Reverend Jonas Clark. Um, oh, I didn't put the towns in there, did I? No, you uh, didn't. Lexington and Concord. Yes, Lexington and Concord. <laughs> I also, when you, when you were reading there, William Dawes, I totally read as William Defoe. I was like, wow, he's old. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Shows I haven't had enough caffeine in the last hour or something. Uh, uh, through the towns of Lexington and Concord, after being sent by Reverend Jonas Clark to warn John Hancock and Samuel Adams and to alert the militia that the British are coming. But who was the militia? The 70-some-odd men who first took a stand against the nearly 800 British soldiers were, were members of Reverend Clark's church. Led by Captain John Parker, he told his men that, quote, I will order the first man shot that runs away, end quote. <clears throat> and as the British drew near in line, with the Rev in line with Reverend Sermons, he commanded, don't fire unless fired upon, but if, the if they want to have a war, let it begin here. Shortly after, the shot heard around the world rang out. Oh. <laughs> Mike edited on the fly <laughs> a stand was taken these men were told to move and they planted their feet and told the British to move when the smoke settled 18 colonists 18 heroes 
lay on the battlefield dead or wounded, both black and white, for a cause greater than themselves. The British moved on to Concord when the rest of the men scattered. In Concord, they were met by some 400 more militia. These men would be found on Sundays listening to the sermons of the Reverend William Emerson, who was also leading them in battle. Here now, the British were feeling, that, were feeling the heat they, as they took casualties from this engagement and decided it wasn't worth the effort to continue their march to confiscate arms and silence those who dare question the king's authority. During their retreat to Boston, the British were engaged by even more Minutemen from neighboring towns. The initial 70 who took a stand against the overwhelming might of the enemy had swelled to thousands who lined the road to Boston. For hours, the British marched for their lives to escape the men led by pastors such as Philip Payson and Benjamin Balk and others. The seeds of the American Revolution were planted in the hearts of potential patriots, heroes, uh, revivalists, in various, revivalists in various sermons from pastors all across the colonies. Those seeds began to germinate in the taverns and meeting houses where those sermons, the principles within them, were discussed, debated, and agreed upon. Their roots sprouted deep as those same men took a stand against their petty tyrant, against their petty tyrant and his use of force and might to compel them to conform to his unjust whims by saying, "No, you move." Fast forward almost 250 years, and here we are, which is where. On every front, we see the degradation of the family, faith, fundamental principles, and truths that once bonded us together as one people to the point where the world looked to us as a beacon, an example of something to aspire to, an exceptional nation, because we weren't like everybody else. We weren't the rule. We were the exception. And we still are, and we still can be. But it is up to us. It is up to us to light the fire of liberty within our hearts, to take those seeds and plant them firmly in the ground of truth, and to stare the world in the eyes and tell it no, you move. When you stand on correct principles, tried and true principles, you are mightier than hundreds of lies. When you stand fast with your feet unyieldingly planted in truth against our enemies, you will inspire thousands of others to rally to the cause of truth. There will, of course, be casualties, the form of which will be different depending on what the battle is. But if we do not stand, who will? If we do not stand, what good was the unyielding sacrifice of those before us? Yes, it will be hard. And to those who worry of the backlash and hell to be received for taking such stands, I amend the words... I amend the words? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I amend the words of a quote from Brigham Young. If you wish to maintain this freedom, go to work and do all you can this season. Some may say, I do not like to do it. For we never began to take a stand without the bells of hell beginning to ring. I want to hear them again. All the tribes of hell will be on the move if we uncover the truth upon which liberty's walls stand. But what do you think it will amount to? You have all the time seen what it has amounted to. I can say, for my comfort and consolation, and for yours too, that we did build freedom and defend her before. In Independence Hall, where our declaration was signed, in the fields and roads of Lexington and Concord, in the Battle of Yorktown, in the fields of Gettysburg, 
in the air, sea, and on the ground in Europe and the Pacific in World War II, on the streets of Birmingham to the Memorial of Lincoln where dreams were proclaimed, from the rubble of two towers to the countless private organizations risking life and limb to free those still enslaved today. And did not the bells of hell toll all those times we stood our ground and told the world, no, you move. They did, every week and every day. For our consolation, I will say, we are here and not there. They are more afraid of our union than of any other power. They are afraid of the God that is within us. If that union and the power of God is with ten men, they fear that in them more than they fear a hundred thousand men that are not united. <clears throat> we are here. It is our time. Our individual small acts are enough to change the course of the future. We are to be confident that we are grounded in sure, unyielding, true principles so that our actions will be that of a corrective nature and not destructive. Let us be revivers of that city on the hill. Let us light Lady Liberty's torch again as a beacon of hope for the world. Let us be part of a great revival of grounded true principles of liberty so that all men everywhere can be free. The time for sitting idly by is fading quickly, if not already past. I end with the words of Patrick Henry. Millions of people armed in the holy cause of liberty and in such a country as that which we possess are invincible by any force which our enemy can send against us. Besides, sir, we shall not fight our battles alone. There is a just God who presides over the destinies of nations and who will, rise up, and who will raise up friends to fight our battles for us. The battle, sir, is not to the strong alone. It is to the vigilant, the active, the brave. Gentlemen may cry, peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war is actually begun. The next gale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Our brethren are already in the field. Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give, give me, me liberty, liberty or, or give, give me death. Whew. I love that quote. That <laughs> chills every time. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this year is a great year to study deeply the revolution of the United States. Because it is extremely different from every other revolution in history. Um, the uh, involvement of God, of Christianity, the core principles of it, not the organization of it, but the principles of Christianity run deep in the Constitution, the Declaration, and the writings in general of the founders and everything. Um, where they believed that power was in the people, not in the governing that's where the power actually belonged. Um, because in the end, governments rise and fall, but people live on. Um, yeah. And uh, was it Jefferson? He said, I'd much, rather, uh, I'd much rather have dangerous liberty than <laughs> peaceful slavery. <clears throat> or something like that. Was it Jefferson or was it Adams? <laughs> Could have been Adams, too. <coughs> oh, it was Jefferson. Ha! 
Um, and he said it in Latin. Right. Because he actually studied stuff. <laughs> he spent his time a little more wisely than most of us do and, today. <laughs> and it's, it's generally uh, translated as, I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery, but it can also mean, I prefer the tumult of liberty to the quiet of servitude. Both. Both mm-hmm. is good. Both, both, both is good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a lot of this stuff has been on my mind for a while, and um, then I remembered a uh, little bit of stuff from Lexington and Concord and went and found out a little more. Uh, links to stuff that we used is going to be included in this, so you can find out more for yourself um, and dig through that rabbit hole, find out more, because that's... This kind of stuff is historically what fixes the wrongs of nations. Um, the The reason why Gettysburg was so pivotal in the Civil War is that was when the Union finally started winning. If you dig into Lincoln's life uh, around that time, he started to get a lot more spiritual around the time of Gettysburg. And he also offered up quite the prayer to God at the time of Gettysburg. Um, recognizing that there was power above him and above those he was fighting against. And suddenly they start winning. <laughs> the American Revolution, you will find the founders constantly um, offering up fasting and prayers to God. And they usually remember to do it when they start losing really bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember when we did that and we were winning? Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe we should do that again. Pride cycle? <laughs> Something like that. Um, Gandhi. Um, one of my favorite quotes from Gandhi is that um, he he loves uh, the Christian God. He hates Christians. Because <laughs> they're not, because they don't act like they're Christian God. <laughs> but he loves their God. <laughs> He understands the principles of Christianity. He loves the principles. He hates the people who claim to live by those principles because they don't. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, he starved himself because his people wanted to riot and all this stuff to get what they wanted, and that's not what he was telling them to do. So he decided to try to starve himself until they listened to him. <laughs> so no, this is the wrong way to do it. Martin Luther King Jr., um, the Reverend, Doctor Reverend Martin Luther Dar- King Jr. Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, the Reverend parts left out of the history books. I wonder why. Um, yeah, all kinds of sermons and all that stuff. Um, wanting peace. Uh, how do the founders fit in then? If you want peace, uh, the founders tried peace. They tried peace, 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 tried peace. Even to the point where those that were standing against the British with firearms in hand were commanded, do not fire unless fired upon. Why? Well, if you dig into the sermons of, uh, what's his name, Clark? Yeah, if you dig into the sermons of Reverend Jonas Clark, you will find that he he taught his congregation that God is on the side of those who defend themselves, not those who attack. And so when 
Captain John Parker, whose statue you can find over in Massachusetts. Yes. I think so, yeah. In Lexington. Um, the statue's technically not him, but everyone's decided it is him. <laughs> it's just supposed to be a minute man, but everyone's that's Captain John Parker. Um, but yeah, even to the point where Captain John Parker took the sermon to the battlefield, do not fire unless fired upon. Um, but if they want a war, let it start here. This is where it begins. And it did. It did. <laughs> and for us, we don't know when or where or how our war will start. If it hasn't already, I believe it has. Um, but we need to maintain those principles, those core principles that we plant ourselves next to in battle, in home, in wherever we are to make sure that we're consistent because the consistently good consistently win. Yeah. Y'all. I think that's... <laughs> Blessings. Oh, goodness. Wow. Blessings to you and yours. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that was explosive. <laughs> oh, it was all my thoughts just... <laughs> just gone. <laughs> at the same time, just... Uh, woo! Um, Glad I could be here for that. If you're wondering why I included... Uh, Walt Disney in there. Well, if you dig into Walt Disney's history of himself, um, he would be ashamed. Oh, he Disney would be dead. <laughs> the company. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was he, gonna say well, he kind of already is. He, he would he would shutter the he would he, shutter the doors of Disney. You, right now, you could you could else. attach some equipment to him and power a small windmill. You could <laughs> you could power Disney. <laughs> With how quickly he's spinning like a lathe. How quickly he's spinning in his grave right now. Um, But yeah, you dig into Walt Disney and you find that his original blueprint for Disneyland, it was not Cinderella's castle at the center of the park. It was a cathedral at the center of the park. I actually did not know that. Um, And he wanted... uh, his, his idea behind Disneyland was that it's kind of like the ideal um, community society type thing where you go in and it's all centered around this object. The object he wanted it to be centered around was a cathedral. He was talked out of having it be a cathedral. So how about you have it be one of your castle things from your things, from your movies? Fine. We won't fund you if you do it a cathedral. Um, but yeah, he, by doing, by doing that anyway, just the park in general, he revolutionized the way that theme parks are done. And he did it all because his daughter was bored at the theme parks of the time. It's okay. I'll just build you one. That's better <laughs> with what money I haven't figured that out yet, but I'll get it. <laughs> um, yeah, Frederick Douglass, um, Digging into his history, we did some of that uh, in a previous episode. Um, yeah, he ha- hated the Constitution and the United States and all this stuff. 
And uh, um, Lincoln said to him, have you read the Constitution? No. Maybe you should before you decide you hate it. <laughs> might, might want to. Maybe uh, if you're going to criticize it, you might want to read it. <laughs> and he did. And he uh, went on the rest of his life praising it and... Um, uh, might be a good thing for you to know <laughs> your, what, what you're fighting against. Yeah. Yeah, he, he spent the rest of his life praising it and apologizing for his criticisms about that and the government that was established under it. So, yeah, we are, uh, we are in a very unique position right now in today's world, and it's up to us to help these so-called leaders find out what happens when you mess around like they have for the last couple of years and then some. Is that how it works? That's how the scientific process works, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well then. (laughs) But yeah, check out the links that we got there. Um, Do some reading. It's good for you. Exercises the brain. Um, yeah, that's that's it. That's that's all we got. That's all we got. That's the slice of history for now. And uh, uh, with all that, be sure to like, subscribe, all the things, share, reach um, out, say hello, 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 <laughs> ni hao. Um, yeah, and this slice of history section, I'll probably just cut this one it'll be uh, you're listening to it so it's in the full episode but we'll probably cut it separate and uh have it be its own thing so you can just and then um, we'll post the thing see if we can do it through our website hello i love chinese people too but come on (laughs) you're welcome perfect (laughs) yeah why end on a serious note yeah that's it. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, bye. bye. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> Mr. Sandman. Ba-da-da-da. <laughs> Did you forget the rest of the lyrics? Is that what that was? Probably. I don't remember if I don't remember now. I, I don't remember that I don't remember <laughs> the lyrics. How do you not remember if you don't remember? I don't know. <laughs> Here we are. That's, I mean, that is special. Absolutely. That's what my mother says. The next line is bring me a dream. Yes. I knew that. Did you? No. So you uh you just went with the tune. I wasn't sure. Now you know. The more you know. <laughs> I can't believe you don't know the lyrics to that song. It was in Deadpool. Let's pretend I didn't watch Deadpool. <gasps> what? I just killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't watch Deadpool. You haven't watched Spider-Man. What's wrong with you? 
Well, when you have three children of your own that like to make a mess of the house all the time, I will sell them. <laughs> I will sell them and use the profits to go watch Spider Man. Profits to go watch Spider Man. My future posterity listening to this, you know if I was lying or not. <laughs> Because <laughs> you'll either still be in the house or you're sold into some other thing. <laughs> so either you were good enough, I could still go to movies, or you were raised by someone else. <laughs> I always got threatened that I would be uh, sold to the gypsies. Mm. Was the circus for me. The uh, double Dutch bus will come and take me to the gypsies. Not exactly sure what I would have done in the circus. Nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to say something very rude. Decided not to. I was not going to say hairy yeah, lady. Sure. I was not going sure to say the hairy lady. Sure, you weren't. <laughs> Lies and slander, you weren't. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe it. I'll come I'm, to you once again. I'm once again asking you <laughs> for your support. <laughs> asking for your support. <sighs> All right. <sighs> All right. Push the button. Push it. Push it. Push. 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 Push, push it. You actually were telling the truth. Okay. <laughs>